This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Hey everyone, it's a pleasure to be here today uh, with the Real Vision community. My name is Avi Zerlo. I'm a Ventures Associate at Delphi Digital. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Delphi, we're researchers, builders, and investors in the crypto Web3 industry and uh, proud investors of, of Jambo. Um, myself, previously a software developer, uh, fell down the crypto rabbit hole um, using Bitcoin and ETH for things on the internet uh, that you would use Bitcoin and ETH for in the early days of, of their inception. Uh, really excited today because I get to learn along with everybody else here about Jambo. This is my first time getting to connect with James uh, and chat about everything Jambo. So without further ado, James, uh, would you please tell us a bit about yourself? No, I appreciate it, Avi. And first of all, I appreciate the entire you know Delphi crew putting this together and the Real Vision guys uh, behind the scenes right now. Long story short, let me do an introduction of myself and how I got into Jambo and Abouts. So I grew up in Kinshasa, which is in Central Africa, a um, country of about 100 million people. I was there for about 16 years. The family's been there three generations. I ended up in New York, studied computer science at NYU. Uh, 2015, sophomore year, about my first ether. I guess for many of the same reasons as obvious things that you would do on the internet as you were using to do. Now that and um, no, honestly, at the time, uh, remittance back to Africa, et cetera. We'll, we'll go into that. But essentially 2017, after I graduated, I ran a crypto fund for the last four years. Um, lucky enough to sort of be known as the Africa Emerging Markets guy. I had a lot of good deal flow, a lot of friends in the space. The problem really was finding both an Africa and crypto native team. Uh, anytime you're dealing with the region of Africa, it's, it's any other emerging market 30, 40 years behind. So you really have to find some both African and crypto native if you're looking to solve sort of local problems and a lot of problems that we're sort of seeing in crypto today for emerging markets. Now, fast forward this past year, down the GameFi rabbit hole, um, just like any other investor in the space, I was amazed by how uh, it changed the economic proposition entire region in Southeast Asia, mainly Philippines. And I took that same value prop of low GDP, great mobile and 4G penetration in Africa, and it was true by order of magnitude where Today, you're literally seeing 50% smartphone penetration across Africa, uh, almost 200 million gamers, mobile first, 75% of the population, closer to 19 and 35, but at the same time, uh, still almost a 50% unemployment rate. So what that tells us at Jumbo is people there just haven't been exposed to many opportunities in Web2, and hopefully Web3 can help them bypass legacy gatekeepers. So ultimately, our goal is to onboard the next millions to billion users to Web3 from Africa, and starting with our app. Um, and our ecosystem. Nice. There's lots to unpack there. Um, but I, I want to connect with you real quick because I also went to NYU. My oh. first year was 2015. So you were, you know, a full generation ahead of me. I'm curious, like, what was, if at all, was the crypto scene at NYU in 2015? Well, I wouldn't say a whole generation, you know, before, but uh, <laughs> no, my freshman year, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. terms. Yes, sir. No, um, 
there honestly wasn't a crypto scene. It wasn't really like a crypto thing at the time I was introduced to it. Um, I was playing poker with some friends and just like many others have gone to space. And, you know, when you obviously in New York, you really can't play poker. So you have to play online, et cetera, and use Bitcoin as a means on the internet as a format to actually, you know, send and receive capital. Um, and same as when we, and through that essentially gone to the remittance side of things, when I realized, why can't I send this back to Africa? So that's essentially how I got introduced to crypto, nothing to do with NYU, probably just being with New York and you know my roots in Africa. So fast forward a um, month later, I realized, why can't I just send this capital if I'm sending it to someone in you know Europe to Africa? And I realized, you know, what was the conventional ways at the time? Western Union, banks, T plus five days, you know, eight to fifteen percent fees. Um, so it just made total sense to me. And from then I was doing computer science and so it just fell down the rabbit hole just like anyone else. Yeah, was like I think every a lot of people from that era were getting into crypto through like, you know, things that you could purchase online. We won't name anything explicitly. And then like gambling. Um, and then it's like, oh, shit, I can do X. I could send, you know, remittance back to Africa or wow, these are, you know, censorship resistant money systems, um, payment rails or you know, wow, what is Ethereum? You can write like smart contract logic on chain, you know, execute it on this world computer. Um, Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what was 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 the aha moment for you, um, the remittance back to Africa, and then that's what prompted you to build Jambo? Or it sounds like there's a few years in between where you were, you know, doing, working on other crypto-related ventures. I mean, the aha moment for me in the crypto was uh, at NYU, you know, sending capital between where I grew up, you know, in Congo, Kinshasa to uh, New York and New York and back in, et cetera, and realizing uh, a means of using cryptocurrency at the time uh, was able to do so. Uh, it was nothing as complicated as it is today. And so if you honestly just think about it as currency. So I think as most people that grow up in Africa and emerging markets think so, as you know, people are just more open to, um, how do I say, currency in general when you grow up in Africa because, you know, the typical country in Africa is like 2 to 10x the inflation rate of any other country in the world. That's why you look at crypto adoption today. It's about uh, 12x literally in the last year and why venture funding has grown by 3x. And the reason for that honestly is young people, they are just very open to new ideas because they grew up in a government that they realize the currency might not be stable as you know it could be. So they look for other means, whether it's sending capital back between friends and them or um, literally a, a store of currency. So having grown up in Congo, which is honestly probably top five rated most dangerous countries in the world, you know, every year, like I understand the need for sort of a, a currency and being able to send that between countries having, you know, spent college in New York. Yeah. I can imagine there's some uh, good stories there from your childhood, which we could dive into in another conversation, maybe over a few beers. <laughs> I mean, the, the simplest one, not to cut you off there, but you, if you go in there, the simplest one is I always ask and tell my friends, like, if you grow up, you know, in Africa and say a country, like I went through two civil wars in Congo. Like if you have to leave overnight within 24 hours, like what are you bringing with you? You know, I'm sure like literally what would you bring with you if you literally had to leave your home? Um, 
there's an array of things we can think of, but end of the day, as cliche as it may sound, if you can bring your ledgers or your private keys or anything, you bring everything with you. So um, at the time, obviously, it wasn't like that. You know, when I grew up and, you know, when I was five and like 10, but um, having grown up, yeah, I understand that today. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to grab my ledger and get out of there. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we're, we're chatting about like, you know, remittance and, and currency and sort of the instability of, of some of the lo- local, you know, fiat currencies in these regions. And you're set out, you've set out to build the Web3 super app of Africa, right? That's like a, a, a broad term. It sounds ambitious. What does that actually mean? Like tangibly from from a product level, from a features level, what what are you doing at Jambo? End of the day, super app is super broad term. Like, what well, what is actually super app? You look at it in Web two terms, and Latam is a Rappi, and China is a WeChat, right? So, what we're trying to build, you know, as I think some publication have put, it, is the Web three super app of Africa. You know, building the Web three WeChat of Africa. End of the day, a super app is a one stop shop. It's somewhere that users can go to and honestly solve a lot of their everyday problems. In Web2, that might be paying electricity bills, booking airline tickets, storing some of your capital there, et cetera, um, getting a social credit you know, uh, on WeChat that's doable as well. But for us, what we're doing at Jumbo is we're looking at Africa as a whole, right? And how we can actually bridge and bring the best Web3 products and services to Africa. That's, if listeners, you know, if there's anything you take away from this podcast is what Jambo is trying to do is be the bridge between the best Web3 products and services to Africa. Now, what does that mean? Um, it definitely does not mean in one specific niche of whether that's in gaming, you know, play to earn or et cetera, or in uh, finance between DeFi, yield farming or and anything else. Uh, what we're here is to be the on-rail for users in Africa to Web3. So Africa is like 1% super rich, 99% the same. It's There's not as much of a middle class as any other emerging market in the world. So, 80% of the population, you know, roughly is unbanked, which is insane. Um, obviously, we see that's exactly what crypto is here to do. So diving into a lot of the, you know, actual applications of Jumbo, you know, at the core uh, is a digital wallet. Um, and around there, we have a bunch of swaps and services. You can go between fiat currency to uh, any other cryptocurrency. But beyond that, the most important thing that we want to tell our users is think of us as a neobank in the sense that you can actually earn capital from day one before putting anything in. So that's sort of the trust and what we're trying to build in Africa. Because if you can actually gain someone's trust in the region, um, that's probably the most important thing to us. So from day one, what we set out to do a lot for Jumbo has actually not even been around our products and services and coming into the market like, hey guys, this is a digital wallet or this is an exchange or et cetera. Uh, We're here to actually educate the market on actually what Web3 literally is before anything else. So a lot of people hear education and they think, you know, it's very slow growth, et cetera. You're taking people here and there, uh, learning about something. But at the end of the day, for us, there is no shortcutting Web3 in Africa. You have to start with education. You have to actually educate the population on what Web3 is for them to understand how they literally from their smartphone can unlock a wealth of value. So for us, you know, literally from your smartphone, uh, if we're talking play to earn, even though you play games and earn capital. Well, that sounds easy, but what you actually have to do to bring play to earn to Africa is create the entire infrastructure from pre-loaded digital NFTs to onboarding and off-boarding into their local fiat currency, whether that's Naira, francs, shillings, et cetera. So honestly, a lot of Jumbo's functionalities and what we're trying to do in Africa is number one, be the on-rail, and number two, 
make sure we can introduce the best Web3 products and services. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.